Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. July 21st, 2020. The definition of conversation. Roanoke Island. All roads lead to Reddit. A terrible good movie, and a life story. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it, and have an awesome today. Would you? Hi. What's happening? How are you? I'm doing all right. Yourself? Pretty good. We're officially in a conversation now. Good. I do enjoy a conversation. I sometimes think just really random thoughts, and I consult the Goog. Mm-hmm. And I, I had started looking at how to um, participate. Have a yeah, exactly. How to have a conversation with a stranger. Ooh, okay. Um, which we. I thought originally that might be an interesting episode. And then as everything, because I plainly don't know how to, you're the only person I talk to other than <laughs> clients. And most of the time when they call, I act like I'm a recording, so I don't have to talk to them. Um, but everything I found was stupid. One of them was like, so just say, hi, how are you? And if they say, fine, how are you? And then you answer, you're in a conversation. It's like, oh, you're, you're brilliant. Oh, <laughs> that's poor. Yeah. That's poor advice. It I'm, is. I feel like Google really let you down there. Well, Google just led me to another website's version of letting me down. It was a team effort. It was a team effort. Google looked and said, who failed the most? Them? We're on your side. Do you feel like Google has gotten worse in terms of uh, quality of what they're delivering? Without question. Okay. Yes. Thank you for affirming that. I had begun to suspect that in the past couple of months, and I was like, well, maybe it's me. This is I have obviously a bad, abusive relationship with Google because... When you're an abused person in the relationship, you think that right? you're the one that do, does all the mess up. <laughs> I, I have a suspicion, which is probably not right, but it is my suspicion yeah. nonetheless, is that it is a cognitive effort of them 
whoring themselves out to the advertisers. Absolutely. And then all of this machine learning garbage now where they look at everything you've looked at before and attempt right. to keep you in an echo chamber rather than letting you freaking search the interwebs for right. stuff. Right, exactly. I'm enjoying myself imagining Google like a, an abusive husband who's like, See, you, you enter a, a perfectly reasonable string of search words and mm -hmm. Google brings up all this garbage and trash and then he's like, See what you made See me do? See what you made me do? Stupid, you know I love you, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So go team Google. I mean, they're not a, they're not a not-for-profit. They're going to need that advertising cash. But I do feel like I used to be able to really trust Google and Google mm -hmm. has betrayed my trust. There's, there has to be maybe any listener, watcher, uh, participator in the awesome verse here contribute. What is a better search engine? Because yeah, I've about had my fill. Wow. Uh, we haven't even told the people what the day is. We haven't even. We just started right off griping about stuff. What a freaking awesome day. <laughs> Welcome. It is July 22nd, and it is actually a pretty awesome day today. It is. It is the feast day of St. Mary Magdalene. Yes. So, St. Mary Magdalene, pray, pray for, for us. us. All right. Would you lead us off here? Okay. We've got something that I will never tire of thinking about and talking about from the time I first discovered this topic in elementary school, like many of you did, 1587, the second English colony forms on Roanoke Island off of North Carolina. Now, this is an interesting island. I did not know this until you pulled up the research. Archaeological excavations have revealed evidence of various cultures dating back to 8,000 B.C. That's wild. That is wild. on that island. I had no idea the rich and ancient history that we're talking about mm -hmm. when we talk about Roanoke Island. Now, Sir Walter Raleigh established the English settlement, which consisted of about 120 people. John White, the governor, went to England for supplies. When he returned in 1590, the colony had vanished. Gone. Remains an unsolved mystery to this day. Craziness. I when I can remember being in elementary school and learning about this in some either library book or textbook or something, and just being like, "No, but what happened?" But wait, it was the first conspiracy theory, even though it's, it wasn't presented as a theory; it's a historical right. fact. Right. Um, that I can remember just being like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to think about this forever." If you go to, it's such, it's still an ongoing discussion. If you go to Reddit and go to the, of course, of course, <laughs> maybe we should just start searching Reddit for everything and let Google go figure out their business. Do you think I spend too much time there? No, I think it's, I think it's adorable. <laughs> I do love it so much. If you go to Reddit and go to the unresolved mystery subreddit. Then in, in type in Roanoke into the search bar, you will find a plethora of, um, of threads and discussions. There are definitely plenty of theories about what happened to the colony at Roanoke, but that was July 22nd, 1587, when it was formed, at least the English colony. Mm -hmm. Obviously, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, of course, you know, as Americans, we think like that was the first time people lived there. But right. now it's like, right. no, no. It's in fact ancient. They had they had things going on a long time. Now it was 
as I understand it, barren when they got there. Sure. But, yes. Well, so they say. So they say. Who knew? Who knows? I don't know. Who knew? I don't know what I'm saying either. Okay, moving on. 1959, we have the premiere of Plan 9 from Outer Space, which is an Ed Wood movie. It is called one of the worst films ever. Dang. Yeah. Setting the bar high in 1959 for all the films to come. Yeah. And, And it is because of that, a because it's so bad, it's a cult classic. As we know, sometimes that happens. The plot of this movie is amazing. Extraterrestrials arrive on Earth, and they resurrect the dead and generally cause chaos, if that were not enough, Mm -hmm. in hopes to get humanity to listen to them and to stop trying to create a doomsday device that could destroy the whole universe. All right. This this feels really needlessly complicated already. Yep, yep. The special effects were horrendous. There's, there's a lot of technological or, or technical mistakes, rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, one where there is a boom mic visible uh, in the yes. scene. Mm-hmm. Another where an actor can plainly be seen, like looking down and just reading the script straight from their lap. Uh, not even trying to hide right? it. Right. One of the actors in the movie was dead. Oh. And Oops. they actually. They actually took footage that he'd shot for a different movie just prior to dying and just threw it into the film. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. So Rotten Tomatoes consensus says, quote, the epitome of so bad it's good cinema, end quote. All right. I had not, the, the title of this movie did not ring a bell, but I do remember a reference to a movie scene where you could see the boom mic Hang yeah. on down there. Yeah. Um, this is the stuff for which uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 was created. Yes. And it's who we model awesome today after. <laughs> Our camera so mic is just out of Dogs and children. And yes, exactly. Probably see a streaker run through the backyard behind us. I do sometimes get distracted by what's going on in the street outside. By the streakers. <laughs> and the streakers. Yeah. Um, it's funny though, thinking of MST 3K, the twins, first of all, have recently discovered that show. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I did not know this. It's on Amazon Prime and, or a channel on Amazon Prime, you know how they do that. Mm -hmm. And so they'd watched a few of those and that followed, you know, backing up in history a little bit, the twins have gotten super, super into this summer. Some pretty bad movies. I mean, by modern day standards. Right. They're the old classics. The old the classics. King Kong and yes. Godzilla, Mothra, all the... All of them. All the terribleness. Uh, Gorgon, I know... I hadn't even heard of that one. I know way more about the monster universe of the old times than I ever thought I would. So they saw the screenshot, like, cover photo for some of the MST3K movies and and so they've watched a few of those now obviously mst3k moves really quickly and has high level humor so mm-hmm. the twins were not understanding right. like, why would anybody watch this um but it's been funny because that has been something you and i have definitely enjoyed mm-hmm. in days mm-hmm. gone by good mst3k did we first watch that together while we were dating yes in fact yeah that's been a while it's been a number of years yeah right on well, 
So the bulk of conversation here, or at least a large chunk of it, I don't even know how to qualify this, how okay. to present it. What did Google tell you about how to start your topic of the conversation? Hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I've been reading a lot lately, um, and we've mentioned some of those things. I've been consuming a lot of self-betterment stuff, books, videos, things, uh, including... Um, stuff that I do for spiritual development. And I oftentimes will, will try to consume information fire hose style and just overwhelm myself so that I'm so overwhelmed with information that I can stop being so rooted in the things that I've previously believed or just assumed to be true or whatever so that I'm forced finally to sit and really deeply contemplate mm -hmm. and wander through things and question the things that I've believed or taken for granted before to say, well, is that even right? Right. That's very much your process. Very much not mine. Yeah. Yeah. But very much your process. You've been in this sort of like, I don't know what the word is, uh, fugue state no no not a fugue state but you like once you, I, I, mind palace to me is what comes to mind like once you are up there you are thinking and you're just like you said firehose style taking in information and then processing you're through it. gracious enough to listen to me ramble while i try to process it well if i may interrupt you for just a moment that's sure. a, with intjs um that's a really important part of the process because mm -hmm. you lead with introverted intuition, which is the superpower that you have that gives you the capacity, the desire, the energy to do those deep dives, to go deep, deep, deep into information. But intuition is not an action taking cognitive function, but your second cognitive function is extroverted thinking, which means that you take in all of this information, you really bring it in internally and then to complete the process of discovery, of learning, of whatever, mm -hmm. you have to extrovert it out. And because you're thinking oriented, you're going to do that more in terms of like, um, like you said, like, do I need to shift my belief here? What do I believe? Um, and really that extroverted thinking out loud whether it is talking to someone, which would be ideal, but mm -hmm. also it could be journaling, could be writing, which I know you've done some of too, as you've processed things, you just kind of do some mm -hmm. casual journaling. I'm doing this with my hands because you yes. tend to type. Yes. I tend to write when I'm journaling. When I write in my journal, yes. I do this. I dip my fingers in ink <laughs> and I just... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's a terrible journal. So, yeah, it's really messy, <laughs> super messy. I'm going to hide it on Roanoke Island one day <laughs> and pretend like it's a discovery of an ancient yeah. text, the the more ancient Rosetta Stone, if you will. <laughs> it's just some guy's fingerprints. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry to take this whole side trail, but I mean... No, that's fine. You, you said, you know, you're gracious enough to listen to me, but I genuinely do understand, and this is so applicable to INTJs and anybody that really has that introverted intuition as your first cognitive function, you can't... It's really um, not healthy to just bring in that information and not do anything with it, especially yeah. as a J type. Yeah, yeah. You want to take action with it. And sometimes the action actually is just talking through mm -hmm. or processing through writing somehow. So there's your uh, unasked for Myers-Briggs Minute. I appreciate it. And <laughs> if I may add on to that, I don't know if this is typical of 
the personality typing stuff or not, but I find that this is necessary if I want to experience any type of, of growth or even just expansion of thought, because when I do land on a belief, it is after much research and I hold on to it very tightly because yes. I have in my mind validated it. So if I'm going to challenge it, it takes a real assault. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So okay. this is what you've been doing. This is what I've been doing. And I've got a, a small story. Okay. Hopefully I don't get too long winded with this. So when I was a boy, I started, my father started me working very young mm -hmm. and I can remember in the fifth grade, uh, specifically, that we had we had graduated from just working at our house to seeing if I could get a little bit of a side hustle going. Except it was my only hustle. Your <laughs> so, main hustle, well, besides school, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, but um, this was a summer a summer deal primarily. So okay, fifth grade, fifth grade, and uh, he bought me the equipment I would need. And helped me find the first few jobs and some of that. And then basically kept a foot in my rear to keep me motivated and moving forward and grow the business if possible. And learn how to do your, your own taxes and learn how to do your own maintenance and upkeep and repair and all these things. And as time went on, that, that business did grow and get bigger. And, and quite often that and other things. Right. Um, when Saturday was a big Big work day. Big work day at our house. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes then I would be assistant number one mm -hmm. to my dad. And uh, so a lot of times you take on a project of to fix something, to repair something, to build something, whatever. And it's not like, you know, anybody's an actual carpenter. No. Or that you have any of the tools to do any of the things really that you're doing. You have, you know, a lot of tools, just not the ones you need usually. Always. And uh, my dad is very, very smart, very intuitive person. Would, you know, he'd formulate a plan and he'd go after it. And, and probably my dad's greatest strength was persistence, mm -hmm. belief that he could fix it, and then persistence until he Absolutely, did. Absolutely, yes. Uh, but oftentimes that would translate into, well, this was the plan I formulated, and I don't care if I've tried this procedure 58 times and it didn't work, the 59th it might, the 60th it might, curse word or two, 78th it might, 112th it might, and then finally, you know, at 1,276th time, hey, it worked, I told you. <laughs> I told you I could do it. <laughs> Not that bad, but very... He was very dogged. Very dogged about it. Yeah. And I can remember, uh, I was in the process of working on some of my equipment for this business endeavor. Uh, we didn't, again, we didn't know exactly what we were doing, just both of us have a decent mechanical sense about us. Mm -hmm. And uh, certainly we didn't have all the tools we needed. We'd been trying his way, and it hadn't been working. And I, I was pretty sure this would have been... Uh, Gosh, just prior to high school, maybe. So you're a little older. A little older point, now. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not just a, a tool boy at this point. <laughs> I'm the crescent wrench. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's the thing with the deal. <laughs> now go find it. Yeah. Um. Well, I I had looked at it as well, and I saw a way that I thought would work, and his plainly wasn't working, and I continued to pester him about can you know can can we try it? Can we try it? Can we try it? And uh, 
you know, you say things. He was at a high level of frustration, uh -huh. and, and, so, and I was too because I was so eager to just no stop doing it the wrong way. <laughs> uh, wanted wanted to help, and you say things sometimes that you have no idea are going to have the impact that they do. Right. And I had grown frustrated, and finally I was like, okay, well, when you're done screwing around, let me know and I'll fix it. <laughs> and I think it was only the fact that he was already at the at the brink of insanity when I said it, that rather than kill me, he just laughed hysterically and rolled around <laughs> on the floor for a while. And did, in fact, step aside and just by... Good fortune, I suppose. My method worked on the first try, and uh -huh. it was done. Yes. That phrase became an ongoing jab between the two of us for years to come. Every time we'd work on a project together, somebody's struggling with a thing, the other one's standing there watching, you like, hey, when you're, when you're done screwing around, let me know, and I'll fix it for you. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of helped bring a little levity into some tense situations. Oh, definitely, yeah. But in the days that followed... That event, he and I were in the vehicle riding somewhere to do something, and uh, and he said, and he said he was very serious. I could tell he'd really that that event had really impacted him, and he said very contemplatively to me, he said, "You know, he said you and I, we see things very differently, and that doesn't make your ideas wrong." It just means they're different than mine, but it does seem like sometimes your ideas are better than mine, and I'm I'm going to try to listen to you more often. Mm -hmm. What an what an epiphany moment! Yes, uh, in the or, or whatever triumphant moment, whatever you want to call it, uh, for a young man, or uh, doesn't have to be a man. I was a young man at the time, so <laughs> I would assign that language. It could be for anybody, but to have that moment with a parent or mentor where yes. they step back and they're like, hey, you're not an idiot after all. Right, and I think too, as parents, we tend to um, see our children as almost like carbon copies of us in a, mm -hmm. in a way, sometimes they look like us. Um, we see ourselves in them. And so, and we're closely connected to them, we, be, we think that because, you know, they came from us or we've raised them with the way we do things, the way we think about things, that they're just going to sort of follow in the same path. And so I think even as a parent, it is a an epiphany moment mm -hmm. to realize like, oh, my gosh, you are a fully separate person from me. And I think for your dad to see like you, you, you guys looked, I mean, oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, like. yeah. Exactly like, and you had some pretty big personality differences, but for him to look at it and be like, you're not going to just do things the way I do them because I say this is the right way, but you're going to do things the way you see is the right way to be done. That is a really big sort of milestone moment in parenting, I think. Right, right. And, and huge for the kids because I, it empowered me so differently yeah, totally. than I ever would have been. Absolutely. Um, it was an encouragement to... Mm -hmm who I am. Right, right, right. So that relationship continued uh, well. Yes. I don't think I could have asked or hoped for mm -hmm. a better dad. Uh, but then early college, uh, early college years, I made a decision towards what I wanted my profession to be. And it didn't make sense to him mm -hmm. the way that this profession worked. He had nothing against the profession. 
he did not understand the way that it worked. And he wasn't, he wasn't mad at me. He didn't think I was stupid. He was concerned sure. for me and voiced as much. Because he's coming from the business world. And, and coming from a different, a different kind of business. Yeah. Both are business. But just a yeah, very different way mm -hmm. of like sort of, there's not really a corporate ladder to climb. There's a way to advance, but it looks very different. It looks from different, my... especially at the early stages. Oh, yeah. And so that that remained something that kept us mildly at odds for oh four five six years. Um, it just it just ate at him, and I can remember then it would have been probably two thousand four, maybe two thousand five. Um, I'd been doing this for a while, mm -hmm. and I, I can't remember if we'd gotten together for a holiday or if they had just come for a visit or something. But again, we have one of these these shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder moments, and, uh, and he says, you know, I did not understand what you were doing for so long and was concerned, thought you were wasting your time, giving away too much of your, your energies and abilities and all that, but I see now because things had started to come together professionally, he said, I can see now why and how and that the way you did it was the only way to do it. And and again, just kind of revisiting both this, this idea that, hey, you see things differently than I do, and you're actually pretty smart and pretty capable and a hard worker and, and all of that. And he, I think he'd even intimated that he didn't know that he would have had the fortitude to stick with wow. that plan like I did. Now, I don't, in reality, he could have. Yeah. But he may have sincerely meant that. Either yeah. way, it was a nice compliment. Yeah. And then just a few years on the heels of that, I'd made a decision to leave that career. And it wasn't an easy decision. Mm -mm. Um, but it was very obvious to him that it was a decision I was making in the antithesis of selfishness, mm -hmm. that it was a decision I was making for you and for the kids. And I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One more talk, and then, you know, he says effectively repeats those things and then says, you know, my gosh, you are, you are such a good man. I am so proud of you that for all the mistakes I made raising you, that, that this is what has resulted. I'm, I'm just, 
proud of you. Don't cry. I can't. I know can't you want to. It. I, I do too. <laughs> I'm trying not to. Well, my dad passed away in 2013, uh, just months after the twins were born. I think one of the most precious pictures to this day that I have of him is him holding a twin in each arm. Yes. And you've never seen anybody more proud. Uh, and, and each of them in their name bears one has part of, well, one has his first name, the other has his middle name. Mm -hmm. His name was John Mack, and we have John Kyle and Mack Edward. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's been recently then with this, this search and dig through things that I'm looking back, and, I'm, and, I, and we had become such good friends at that point. Such good friends. We would talk two, three times a week on the phone. If he happened to be near us doing business, he would call with three minutes notice, which was sometimes a little traumatic, and show up at the house. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it, it was it was not like a parent showing up at the house. It was like one of your dear friends Absolutely. showing up. Mm -hmm. Completely non-judgmental about whatever. Just awesome. And uh, so, like I said, he, he'd passed away, and, and it wasn't until doing this this look through everything that I realized, you know, I really, since, since he passed, I've really had just almost a sense of wandering, of uncertainty, of, of meandering in my life. Right. And I'm, I'm realizing now that what my friendship had grown into for both of us, uh, because it was definitely two way, a two way deal. You know, life sucks a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. There is struggle. Frankly does. And if yes. you are yourself not in the middle of that struggle, then it's only because you're having a brief break from it and right. someone near you yes. is in Absolutely. the middle of it. So we're never really away from it. And that's what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. That's how we grow and mature. But one or, one or both of us would always have something that we were laboring through and trying to solve. And we were for each other the voice that said, hey, while I want to give a, a handout or a hand up on this, I'm not going to because you are smart and you're a good person and you're capable and you work hard and you can handle this. And I don't want to rob from you what you'll learn and what you'll be better from when this is all over with. But I do want to support you and tell you, I have no doubt you're going to make it through I don't, don't question your judgment. Don't question your decisions. Trust yourself because you're a good person. Yeah. And that's, wow. You don't realize the impact of that until you don't have that. Right. And you can't have that with just anybody. Right. You really need somebody that shares a, a similar responsibility. That's a very good point because you know, you know me, I'm a big words of affirmation person. So mm -hmm. I affirm you in just the way you get up in the morning and, <laughs> and those types of things. So affirmation flows freely from me, but it's a different relationship. And I think that's an excellent point when you hear it from somebody who, 
you know, you may secretly even think that I feel obligated to affirm you and support you in those types of things because we're married, we're partners, mm-hmm. and um, and that's just kind of naturally flows from that relationship. But to hear from somebody who knows intimately what it is to bear that burden that you are shouldering mm-hmm. is extremely powerful, extremely rare, and it makes a huge difference in the impact, the way it lands for you. So yes. I get that completely. Yeah. I have no doubt that when you're really in the depths of whatever you're in, that a more meaningful word comes from okay. one of your dear lady friends and not me. Yeah. I'm, I can just like you're saying, I can try and I can say nice things, but they aren't the same because right. our, our labors are different. Right. And even to be on friendship, to hear it from like a colleague or to mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. who does what I do for them to say like, you're doing a great job with this. Again, when it's from, you know, like your sister or your husband, your best friend, he's like, well, of course you're going to support me. But from somebody, you know, who's doing what you're doing. And, and in that way, because you guys, I think that so much of your relationship with your dad was really formed in work. Yes, absolutely. From the time you were a child on up until the day he died, mm-hmm. um, that work was such a common element. And there was, you guys shared a, a sim- very similar work ethic, which is to say. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Over the top uh, attention to work. But um, also just a very similar belief and understanding of what it means to uh, to work and to lead a family and those types of things. I think that that really deepened and brought a lot of depth to Indeed. the relationship you had. Indeed. So to try to wrap this up with some form of a crude bow. <laughs> it's got ink prints all right. over it, ink fingerprints all over it. Right. Ink, yeah, from the bad <laughs> yeah. journaling. Yes, yes. from the bad journaling. Um, and the blood of a Roanoke <laughs> Indian or something. I don't know. Um of course, they're not Indians now. They're Native Americans. I have to remind myself of that. I grew up in a different era. Remember, I graduated in 52. <laughs> and also, I don't think that they're... You said yourself that the island was... Yeah, but the blood was still there. They, they left blood behind for everyone. No, it's on Supposedly. This, I made no, that it's up. on this crude bow. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Thank you. You've helped me finish writing in the spots I couldn't remember. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so... Like I said, I mean, I'm looking back and seeing this uncertainty, all of that. It also then has had made me really begun to have a compromised view of myself mm. to question um, whether or not I was a good person, whether or not I was a respectful person, whether or not I could respect myself, whether or not I could require other people to respect me. Right. And. All of this came about, too, because I had an interesting exchange with a family member outside of our immediate family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things had become a little bit heated and just, I think, subconsciously as a response to some of the things I'd been reading and listening to and thinking through, I stood up for myself Mm -hmm. rather than what I had been doing for quite some time was just taking the high road and being polite and letting the person abuse me, which is not okay. Mm-hmm. Politeness at the expense of being abused is stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd stood up to the person and it agitated them to the point of hanging the phone up on me mm-hmm. like a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. 
I guess maybe five or six. I'm not sure a two-year-old would be on the phone. <laughs> the two-year-old the tantrum, the tantrum style. The two-year-old doesn't mean to hate the photo. Right. They're like, how does this right. work? They're laughing when they do it. <laughs> yeah. This person wasn't. Then on the heels of that, I have a conversation with another family member who's demand, demanding, of course, that they're not wanting to get into the middle of this. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, they insert themselves into uh-huh. the middle of this and begin offering a bunch of platitudes and advice and things and repeated something that I have heard now for seven years anytime a little bit of discord arises. And they and that, that phraseology hinges within either, hey, dad would or wouldn't have done this or dad would or would not have approved of this. Mm-hmm. And it took me a few days to figure out why that pissed me off so bad. One, it's an absolutely horrible thing to say to a human being. Yeah. Even if your heart is good, you want to cut somebody to the core. Yeah. You find a respectable family member and then demand that this person isn't living up to the standard that that person mm-hmm. did or would have advocated. But it, it, after I'd had some time to meander through this, I was able to sit and say, to myself, which I may or may not end up saying to this person if it comes up again, I won't force the issue. But, you know, dad and I had a relationship where dad looked at me and said, you and I don't think the same way. We don't, we don't approach problems from the same direction, but you have good ideas and you're a good man and I trust you. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I landed with some some very large measure of peace is to say, you know what, maybe I didn't handle that situation like he would or would not have or whatever, but that's okay. Right. Because at least in his purview, I have, I see things from my perspective and I have a good heart and I work hard at things and I'm trustworthy, respectable, worthy of respect, all of that. Yeah. And, uh, and I have both, both peace about how I feel about myself, how mm-hmm. I am going to begin once again, because I used to do this, insist how people treat me. Right. I'm not a rug. No. Neither are you. Right. None of us are. And I'm not using that as an excuse to be abusive to other people no. because that's not what I've ever done either. No. Um, I, I tend to try to apply whatever thing it is I view of myself onto others, the old do unto others mm-hmm. adage. And, uh, and I think the only healthy way forward is to behave this way because likewise, then if I don't respect myself and I don't demand that, that others allow for an appropriate level of respect, then by default, wouldn't I begin being disrespectful to others as well? That's true. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that is a very good so, point to make. All of that, and I don't know that any of that's of value to anyone else other than to say, I hope I hope you have a, a friend like that. I hope mm. you have somebody that can speak some encouraging truth to you like that in your life. And I hope that you're doing that for someone. Right. If you're not, you should. And if you don't have someone like that, well, I'd begin a, a hard search to find them. That's a very valuable thing. It really is. And I think in an age where many of us feel lonely and disconnected, 
I think that that could be a path towards mm-hmm. building stronger connections with people because who doesn't want to hear that from right. someone else? Especially when you're when you're struggling, when you're like when you're uncertain, and we all are frequently. Yeah. We we look around at others and assume, well, that person has kids; they must know how to parent, or that person has this does this professional designation. Surely they know about whatever. And quite often, we're all just the same blind person yes. fumbling through the dark. Yeah. Totally. Well, thank you for taking the time to unpack all of that. I guess that it's really good and healthy, really for anybody, but I appreciate you taking that learning and synthesizing it and and bringing it to, um, bringing it to our, not really our our attention, but for something for us to mull over and and consider too. Very awesome. My pleasure. My pleasure. To do. So, if we want to wrap up with a little watch, read, listen lifestyle, mm-hmm. you could certainly go watch a documentary on Roanoke. There's plenty of them out there. Are there? Oh, yes. Okay. And we may end up having to now because I know that <laughs> that ignites your fire. That's fine. You could go find Plan 9 from Outer Space. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. If it's still, if it's still this many years later touted, on Rotten Tomatoes, you can rest assured oh, yeah. someone has it available. For sure. Someone's streaming it somewhere. And then last night, we began somewhat watching uh, the Netflix series In the Dark, Season 2, which dropped a few days ago. We'd seen Season 1. It's not bad. You say partly watching because you were playing a game on your phone a little bit. I, I was. I was still mentally processing and then it helps me to have multiple things going on to do that just like aj aj will sit over here on the computer she'll be watching youtube on the main computer with her headphones on and she's also either watching a video or going through tiktoks on her phone i'm like how we talk about looking at someone being like you're not like me (laughs) you don't think the way i do um but I had forgotten from season one how much I liked the series in the dark. And so I think I was more tuned in than you were until I did, in fact, fall asleep. Which I felt like, wasn't that around episode two or three? Yeah, I made it. I felt like that's when, right right before you fell asleep and right as I was putting the phone down is when it really started to click for the season. Yes, yes, yes. It's it's an interesting storyline. The characters are humorous. Very good. It's it's probably like it. worth a watch. I like it. Um, read. Go to the subreddit for unresolved mysteries and type in right? <laughs> Unresolved mysteries. I'm going to have to go there eventually. Yeah, there's, there's good stuff there. Um, you had a listen, right? Yes, I do have a listen. Um, so some friends of ours that are I consider them friends. Uh, that I know through our community of awesomes, the awesome verse, which I love that you said that. Uh, Katie Cobb and Meredith Monday Schwartz have an incredible podcast. If you are into books and reading podcasts, it's called Currently Reading. They met each other through the awesome universe and community. So they We're still waiting on our check for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith and Katie are wrapping up season two of their podcast and their most recent episode. And I am kicking myself. I didn't look up the actual episode number, but it's the most recent one is the two of them sort of unpacking, processing through the, the season that they have just finished. And 
even if you've never listened before and if you are not even really that into books and reading, I think if you are interested in the business of podcasting, of people reflecting on what it's like to have um, a podcast, specifically books and reading, and really looking at the per- the personal behind the scenes stuff of it, I just found it to be very fascinating. Of course, it helps that I you know sort of know them and can um, better picture some of the struggles they've been through and those sure. kinds of things. But I just thought it was really well done. I love to listen to podcasters talk about podcasting. So maybe there's maybe there's one of those encouraging friendships you need to maybe pursue so. a little bit. I'll bet they wouldn't run too hard. They wouldn't fight it. Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds like a baby's waking up. So let's okay. quickly do your birthday present. Okay. My lifestyle thing, my second birthday present. Yes. And I do believe that things should come in twos. Yeah. Um, I got another pair of shoes. Yes. I got the, I showed the flip flops yesterday. I don't have the shoes in here. You can look up online Adidas campus, uh-huh. which is one of the original styles. Yes. Um, gray, phenomenal, just nice, plain, very versatile sneaker. Yes. And I will throw in a plug that we're not uh, affiliated with them in either, in any way. The website Sneakers in Stuff, like sneakers, the letter in stuff, sneakersandstuff.com. Fantastic, especially if you're looking for, for Adidas and some of those originals and some of that. It's worth checking out. It's pretty cheap. Uh, fast shipping, too. Fast shipping. I think it got here in two or three days. Yeah. And, uh at at a if you're buying more than one pair, it's most likely your shipping is going to be free. It's a pretty pretty slick outfit. Good deal. All right, have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye bye. Bye. MST3K is not a West Coast street gang. It stands for Mystery Science Theater 3000. It is solid humor if you enjoy a little snark. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.